Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, everybody. Welcome on in to Morning Footy. Happy to start your day with you on this fine Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. Got Alexis Guerreros on the desk. Bradley Wright Phillips joining the show for his morning footy. Well, not exactly your debut because you came in and surprised your brother uh, the other week. So we'll get into that in a second. Nigel Rio Coker is here this entire week. I'm Allie Trost-Martin, and we've got Adriana Mansalve in for some headlines as well. Bradley, welcome. Welcome. Thank you for so having baby. me. How you I'm, doing? I'm not surprised Nigel let me come on here, man. Uh-huh. Nigel, you got Nigel on one this morning. I know, it's I'm, I'm fine. I'm, did you notice something? What? Alexis did his usual point into oh, his I did. brother. He just kind of pointed to the camera like, yeah. No, you, you normally do it with your bromance. I know, but Ali goes this way. Normally it comes this way. Right, so Brad, let's, do just, it. Oh, okay. Let's do something to take together. Yeah. Yeah. London, take in it. Super so British. Here we go. Bro. Would, you, would you like me to dip London. our Jaffa cakes and tea in that? <laughs> I can't wait to see how many more little um, uh, turns of phrase that I learned today. Yeah. You'll what probably be saying in it by the end of it because Nigel's already Nigel there. does never say in it. You just, you just said it. I leave that. I leave <laughs> that. We're not going to be saying Let's not play these games. You literally just said it's a London thing, in it? You literally just said that. Oh, he did. He's making stuff up. <laughs> this guy. Can as you were, as you were, Ali. As Ali. you were, he's making stuff up. Can we replay that? Well, how about we get into some Carabao Cup quarterfinal action? Shall we? Here are the uh, results from uh, Tuesday's fixtures. Everton uh, drawing Fulham 1-1, but it would be Fulham that would advance on PKs. PKs were the name of the game yesterday. Chelsea and Newcastle United drawing 1-1 in regulation, and Chelsea advanced 4-2 on PKs. PKs. That was a big comeback for them in that result. And Middlesbrough gets the uh, 3-0 win over Port Vale FC. Coming up later on today at 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN+. Plus. Liverpool taking on West Ham United. But let's focus on that Chelsea-Newcastle United game, you guys, because that was a wild one and tough, tough day for Newcastle as well. Yeah, it was a very tough day for Newcastle. But, you know, talk about Newcastle. We know the injury... Uh, history injury list that's plaguing them right now um it was a good opportunity for them but you'd probably say that chelsea is the one that took it more serious and kieran trippier there oh. with a mistake which lets mudric go in there and score a goal uh just a, a, a poor mistake by kieran trippier and he's been going through a real bad run of form right now when you the mistakes and obviously it gets into penalties um and, and it- this would be just so for me you look at the players there that chelsea are putting out and this is supposed to be the third Tier competition for us and Kieran Trippier missing the penalty after making the mistake and then on Kuk- and Kuku would come on for Chelsea and score his first goal via penalty uh, he's been a big signing for them Mudrik who score he's obviously been a signing for them <laughs> <laughs> 
But what a semi-final. Petrovich. Petrovich. Yeah. Georgie Petrovich, some MLS representation. Okay. Bradley Wright Phillips, oh, what a moment uh, for Petrovich in that game. Life treating him well in Chelsea. Listen, very talented goalkeeper. We saw that in the MLS. And to, be, to play for a big club like Chelsea, to get off the mark, get a moment like that for such a big team, it must be an amazing feeling. Great save. It was a, the thing for me is it was a fantastic save. It wasn't just like a average save. That was a real mm -hmm. top-class goalkeeping save. And it actually kind of goes back to the conversation we had yesterday about mm. goalkeepers. But... Big save. You can see now why he wanted to leave MLS to go in to the Premier League and join a club like Chelsea because some of these opportunities as a young player, you just can't turn it down because you talk about penalty save. Just look at this. Full stretch. That is a fantastic save because that's a good penalty, good power and a good mm -hmm. height. That is a, a world-class goalkeeping save. And, yeah. and from the, the player taking the penalties perspective, you know, anytime I've, I've talked to different guys, usually it's, hey, if you, you hit it with enough power and you place it, you know, in a in a good spot, like yeah, you have a good chance of it going in. So that was a that was Petrovic like coming up massive in that. The moment. one thing I will say about the penalty, listen, it was a great save. Take nothing, nothing away from Petrovic. It was keeper's height, but you still got. A you guess think that was keeper's height? It was. It was. Yeah, that was get some money. No, I'm not Bro, taking anything that, that away from a, the save. That was a Trust save. me, I'm not taking anything away from the save, but. That's the only thing I'll give him. It was keep his height. Yeah. Yeah. I also liked how he was waving his hand. He's trying to deflect. He seemed like he had studied up. He got the information. He knew where the player was most potentially going to kick it to and made that jump right to that spot. But I want to talk about Kieran Trippier, man. What a rough spot. This reminds me of that really rough patch he went through when he was at Spurs. And, I mean, it seemed like week after week they were blaming him for everything. For, not forced him, but eventually led to a move for him to go to Atletico Madrid. Found that form again. To come back, the first signing under Eddie Howe, be the one who says, yeah, I want to put my name on this sort of rebuild at Newcastle. And for him, I mean, the last thing I remember before this rough patch was him saying to the fans, like, you see how many injuries yeah. we have? He went up to the fans. Yeah. He wants to be that guy. He wants mm -hmm. to be the face of Newcastle. And now he's going through that rough patch again. How many times is he, can he handle this? That, that seems like the turning point when he actually did confront the fans that time when the fans mm -hmm. were upset from a loss. And then since then... He's been having a difficult time, making very basic mistakes. and Non-Kieran Trippier mistakes. This is what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's out of character. It is yeah, out of character. It's out of character. And the, the, the difficult thing is, when he's one of the leaders and the vocal ones of the dressing room, and he's making mistakes like that, it's even a big, harder pill to swallow. And he came on to this game. Didn't even start. Yeah. Came on and made the mistake that got Chelsea an opportunity to get back into this game after having a 1-0 lead. And then takes a penalty. But this, for me... When you look at the mistake again, defensive, like, it just gets caught in two minds. Two minds, two minds. Yeah, I don't know if he's trying to head it back to the goalkeeper or trying to let yeah, go, but he, he, that went his mind. completely wrong as well. Anyway, he's got square on. You cannot be square on like that as a defender. You've always got to be open body to where the ball's coming in, to see the attacker, to see Ludwig. If he sees it that and his body's open, he can make a, a different decision. But this isn't the first time, and it's just such a difficult thing when you are a leader and a captain. It's like being a captain. When you're a captain of a team, generally, you're the one that gets guaranteed Eight out, seven or eight out of ten performances week in, week out. But when you're the mm -hmm. captain and your performances are bad, you can't have that authority now to be turning around and shouting and ordering your other players around when they're looking at you like, yeah, but you're having an absolute stinker yourself. Yeah, but Nige, the worrying thing is, and it's not worrying, Kieran Tripper's top player. He's been amazing since he's got to Newcastle. It's just that he's not getting over the mistakes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You can make a mistake. 100%. Like, in the game, he, he gets caught in two minds, messes up for the goal. Now I knew. I knew he's not scoring that penalty. Because you that, think he doubts himself it, now. It, it looked like he's doubting himself now. Yeah. You know, he was feeling sorry yeah. for himself, and mm -hmm. you don't want to see that from a, a player's career. And we, we talked about this yesterday as well a little bit with Matt Turner and goal for Nottingham Forest. He made that bad pass out of the back, and then immediately Tottenham's on the front foot, and he is at his near post, and 
the shot just kind of goes through his hands and it's that goldfish mentality, right? Where you got to have a short memory. You have to just move on to the next play. Like what's the most important play, the next one in the game. And and that's that mentality that easier said than done though. But it's what happens when you, first of all, he's gone through this before. And I think it did lead to a move of him out of England, um, which is rare for an English player, right? To move out of England, right? We can. Well, calm down. Some of us are are brave. Where for an English player to move? Uh, You guys just hate food with seasoning. You want to stay home. But but you both of you played, right? Uh, What happens when you go through a rough patch? And since I'm speaking of rough patch, I'll ask Nigel. Um, (laughs) As a player, (laughs) what happens? How do you he get? Liked that one. Honestly, even as a captain, you brought it up. Yeah. What do you do now? How do you? Is it go back to basics? What do you do? Is it watch old film? What do you do to get out of this rough situation? Because you could see, and you mentioned it, when he steps up to the kick that ball, I'm the same as you. I'm like, bro, this guy's got no confidence whatsoever. I, I mean, it's an individual thing. I was always hard-headed, mentally kind of you tough. You don't say. Yeah, mentally That's shocking, kind of really. tough. Uh, Wow, okay. (laughs) Anyway, uh, mentally tough from a very young age, how we came up through the academy system back then. You know, we grew up on tough love mentality. We grew up in a generation of, you don't speak unless you're spoken to by the senior players. And then you have to earn the respect of the senior players. So for me, when I was going through a rough patch, I would always say the best thing you can do is go back to basic. Do the most basic things. If you're in a game and two, three times in a row you give the ball away, Next time you get the ball, secure your touch and give the most simple pass and get it again to build up your confidence again. So that's how I always used to play the game. Just do the basics. Don't try and do anything beyond yourself. So don't try and go back to that next level. Build up your confidence again slowly and just realize that the world's best players make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. But what makes you a better player is how you deal with that. But right now they're going through such a rough patch. And I think as much as you talk about Trippier, the other thing I want to show is, for me, there's a tackle in that game by Gimaresh, which just lets you see the mindset of where Newcastle are right now. And I can relate to this as a midfielder. This is just pure oh. frustration. Because I've done a few tackles like that That's before. That's an American football it's, tackle. It's just like, yeah, and then I'll do that as well. Love that part of it. Love that part of the game. <laughs> you know, you don't miss that. But this tackle there, boom. Oh. <laughs> that's just yeah. the dude came frustration. Out that's just, that is, and the thing is, that's running down throughout the team. That there is just a tackle to say, I know I'm not going to win the ball, but I'm going to leave a mark on you to let you remember me. And that there, alongside with Trippier's mistake, is just what's going through that whole Newcastle team right now. Just built up frustration by so many players, and especially your big characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. One. Well, for Newcastle United, out now of Carabao Cup, what is next for this team? How, how can they kind of turn things around and get back on the right track, we injuries talk, aside? We talked about whether teams still take this serious, right? And we oh, talked about Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea did a lap of honor after, yeah. the, after the match. <laughs> they did. They walked around. I mean, clearly this is important for them. If you look at Newcastle, it's a, it's another, it's a missed opportunity for a trophy. You know, since the new, the new ownership, since Eddie Howe's come in, Eddie Howe was the next big thing. I, it seemed like after Graham Potter's sort of a little bit of his collapse or, you know, the downturn in his uh, coaching career, Eddie Howe was like the next big English manager to sort of take England to the next level or an English team be the first English uh, person to win the Premier League. And now it seems like there's some questions about the way he, he can handle this level. He can handle being split yeah, but, between Europe and, and Premier League. This was an opportunity to win a trophy. It's a bit unfair for Eddie Howe, though, because you look at their injury list. They have an oh, it's absolutely horrendous yeah. injury actually. list. I know it's football, but to, to this level, yeah. you've got to say, you know what, there's not much a manager can do. It, it's different. When you've got a few players injured, it's okay. You look, you Man City, you talk about Kevin De Bruyne, Haaland uh, and um, Doku. That's fine. 
But when you look at Newcastle's list, the list is absolutely enormous. There's not much they can do. They've been restricted financially of obviously what they can do to get players in. Their biggest focus now is staying in the top four in the Premier League because there's a lot more competitions this year. And this is probably going to be the tightest Premier League race we've seen in a very long time. Yeah, but for Eddie Howe, I mean, managing that mentality, which seems to be uh, all over the place right now with this team. The sad thing is as well is they're losing games by mistakes. Silly mistakes, well, individual mistakes. Because that's tiredness. They, they play yeah. a lot of football. This is not mm-hmm. Newcastle are not used to playing this much football at such a high level. Champions League competing for the top four. It's going to take its toll on the squad, and we're mm-hmm. seeing that live now. And then you look at the Chelsea team, and again, I keep going back to it. There's two players in Chelsea that's worth £225 million. Just two players. And Chelsea struggled to get this result. They only got back into the game by an individual error. They didn't dominate the game. They weren't exactly sensational. But Chelsea's team that they put out, they're showing you how serious they take yeah. the League's Cup to win a trophy. Yeah, Mudrik, the hero with the equaliser and scored his penalty as well. Chelsea through to the next round. We are just getting started here on Morning Footy. Stick around. Adriana will be back with some headlines next. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. <laughs> Welcome back into Morning Footy. Well, we Speaking have got of- some Absolute stars on the desk. Bradley Wright Phillips, a man of many, many talents. And in case you missed it, when his brother, Sean Wright Phillips, was in, we got to see a little bit of what Bradley likes to do when he's not on the pitch. This was, this was years ago. We've got to let this die, people. Hey, they no, got nothing to do with this. I got nothing to do with this. We've got to let this die. Never. This is you. I know this, this ain't is me. You. I swear. No, I got hey, I'll tell you if I have something to do with it. Bring up, every time I see you, That's, not, up, that's you, not true. That's they, he's look, dropping This was brought up without my input. Brad, I'm going to let you into it. It was all him. I can imagine. All him. Fantastic producer, Jen. <laughs> I would tell you if it was me. It wasn't me, bro. Well, it's headlines. time for some highlights. Yeah, it's time for some headlines today. Uh, happy Wednesday for everybody. We start with some bad news for Brazil. Neymar will not recover from his uh, torn ACL in time to play next summer's Copa America. Brazilian national team Dr. Rodrigo Lasmar gave a radio interview yesterday where he said Neymar was expected to return to action in August. Lasmar said, quote, it's too early. There's no point skipping steps to recover sooner and taking unnecessary risk. Taking unnecessary risk. Neymar suffered a turn ACL and meniscus during Brazil's World Cup qualifying loss to Uruguay in October. Neymar isn't the only star set to miss a big tournament next summer. Real Madrid 
and Belgium goalkeeper Thibaut Courtois has confirmed he will not play in European Championships, saying he won't be recovered from the torn ACL he suffered in October. Courtois revealed the news yesterday in a radio interview, saying, quote, if I'm lucky, I might be able to play a match come May, but I'll never be ready for the tournament. I can't be in the goal at 8% or 85%. I should step aside for other good players. In Premier League news, Steve Cooper's time as Nottingham Forest manager is over. Forrest said fired Cooper on Tuesday, and earlier this morning, former Wolves manager Nuno Espirito Santo was officially announced as its replacement. Forrest is five points above the relegation zone with just one point from their past six matches. They host Bournemouth on Saturday. In other coaching news, Oscar Pareja has decided to extend his stay with Orlando City, signing a new two-year deal after his previous contract expired at the end of the season. Pareja was considered a top coach in free agent in MLS, but decided to stay in Orlando, where he has been coaching since 2020. Pareja's new deal will return through 2025 season. Staying in MLS, two-time MLS Cup winner Caleb Porter has been hired as the new head coach of the New England Revolution. Porter led the 2015 Portland Timbers and 2020 Columbus crew to MLS Cup titles. Porter's last coaching job was in Columbus. He led the crew to a title in 2020 but was fired a year ago after missing the playoffs for two straight seasons. Bradley, this one goes for you. Welcome. <laughs> Martin Footy, uh, you played for Caleb Porter in Columbus. How do you see him doing with the Rams? I see him doing very well. I think um, New England have got one of the best number 10s in the league. They, they have some experience in there. I like the signing of Mark Anthony Kane in the midfield. They've got two young fullbacks that can, can get up and down the wings. I think once he gets in there, one thing I like about Caleb is that he's, he's got a clear uh, identity of how he wants his team to play. New England fans can expect a, a nice way of playing, uh, a nice footballing um, team. They just need a few more bits. I think they need to recognise number nine and I would say a, a goalkeeper. Just take it a bit deeper. What's his identity or style of play? Building out from the back. He's going to want centre-backs that can play from the back, um, recycling the ball, playing through the wide players. And then, yeah, having a recognised number nine that can, can finish off uh, final plays. Do you High like press. that higher more than the Red Bulls higher? It's a tough one to say because I, I know what Caleb can do. I'm not too sure on what uh, Sandro can do yet. Um, I like this hire for New England. I, I think they need a, a change of style. Uh, when you go to New England, it's just more combative. I would like to see a New England team that plays some good football, and Caleb can bring that there. Do you think uh, with Caleb Porter, though, because of the type of manager he is and the type of character and personality yeah. he has, do you have to be a certain kind of player to, play, to be able to play for him? That Some players who might not be as aggressive and you know, might be shy and quiet personality. Is that a difficult manager to play for? I don't find it difficult. I came up, you said it earlier, I came up in the old school where you know, managers told you what they wanted and if he wasn't good enough, you don't play. Caleb isn't like that in, in too many ways, but he, he's honest. Well, if, if, he, if he wants something and you can't do it, you're not going to play. And the players that's playing under him are going to have to understand that he plays a, a technical style of football and you're going to have to be able to get it done. And he will have time to bring in his own players that can get it done. What about the personality of Caleb Porter that we see from the outside looking in? Sometimes he could be seen as a sort of a kind of a, a, a quick, 
quick-tempered guy, you know, yeah. crotchety, if you will. Uh, what do you, from the inside? Is that an English? You're trying to call him an angry man. You're saying, yeah, I'm, not trying trying to, to say. I'm not trying to say angry. I'm just trying to say someone who yeah. you can easily get uh, stirred up. He's a passionate man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, do you notice that when you played for him? Was he the same way with his players? I f- yeah, he's a passionate. But I found Caleb pretty funny. He was a funny guy to me. I think he, like I said, he was honest. I don't understand the, the backlash he gets. I think when you watch someone from the sidelines, it looks like he can rub people up the wrong way. I remember years ago in the All-Stars, he, he gets in a bust-up with Pep Guardiola. Yeah, that he was just, he just wants to win. He, he yeah. just wants to win football yeah. matches and he'll protect his team and, and go to bat for his team and sometimes it gets viewed in, a, in the wrong way. How did that translate in training sessions? Because to your point, you know, you see one thing as fans who maybe don't get a chance to work with him day in and day out, watching him on the sidelines, but yeah. what did that look like on the training pitch? For me, training with Caleb, I had no, no issues, no problems. I, I didn't see many of the players uh, have an issue either. Like I said, he makes, he makes the, the game clear. And I've, you've seen that when he's coached at Portland, Columbus. The game is clear. Players know what they're doing. And I find that easy to work on. Though. Yeah, I think for me, I never played under him. I played against his teams. But when I saw him on the sideline, the way he carried himself, for me, he's the, I just know instantly I could play for him. Like, I could be one of those players in the dressing room where I would play for him and I could play week in, week out. I don't need him to put his arm around me because exactly. I know that's not his character. But I know he's a winning man mm-hmm. who wants to win. I could play for him, but other players, it might be a bit difficult. And the problem is nowadays, the, mo- the modern game is as a manager, you have to be you need versatile. To be both. You have yeah. to adapt. The generation mm-hmm. has changed, and there's certain players you have to deal putting an arm around your shoulder, wrap them in cotton wool, mm-hmm. you know, like Alexis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, you never heard of wrap them in cotton wool? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know what Listen, you're talking about. Listen, I'm a different kettle of, of fish, dude. I get the. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hey, uh, well, honestly, not, and I'm not joking. Do you think Nigel and Caleb would have gotten together yeah. if Nigel was a player? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Interesting. Nigel can take it. Well, I, I do think this was one of the most appealing open jobs because this New England Revolution team has been very competitive over the last few seasons. And the team this year, aside from everything off the field that was happening with the dismissal of Bruce Arena, it really felt like they could have gone far in the postseason. So this is a a team that you're coming you don't make, have to make a ton of changes. They have no. one of the best number 10s in the league in Carlos Hill, as you said. Uh, so interested to see what Caleb Porter can do uh, with his new squad and new appointment in New England. We'll take a quick break here on Morning Footy. When we come back, we are talking some Bundesliga. Don't go anywhere. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Morning Footy. Here's a look at the Carabao Cup quarterfinal results and the upcoming match between Liverpool and West Ham United later on this afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern. Chelsea came back late against Newcastle to uh, get the equalizer. They advance 4-2 on penalties. Middlesbrough gets a 3-0 victory over Port Vale FC. And Everton-Fulham, 1-1 draw, and it was Fulham to advance 7-6 on penalties. And... uh, Nigel, I'm coming to you first on this one. What was your uh, reaction to Fulham? 
getting the win over Everton. A team that we were talking about this week is having kind of this re-energized approach given the 10-point deduction. They've been on such a heater. Uh, disappointing result for them. It's the beauty of the cup, Ali. It's a cup game. <laughs> it's a one-off game. You're not thinking as a player that, oh, right, right. It's 80th minute, we come out with a point, it's a good result for us, we're away from home. No, it's a cup competition and that's what makes it so great. Um, for Everton, they're disappointed. I think there's a lot of belief that they will stay in the Premier League this season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They've got the quality for it. This is an opportunity to just cheer the fans up with everything that's been going on with the club to try and win a trophy and they just fell short. But I want to give credit to Fulham because what Marco Silva's doing at Fulham is absolutely sensational. I never saw this coming. You know, they were struggling at the start of the season, scoring goals. Playing okay, not too great. Now they've just literally found another level. Scoring goals, playing great football. And with the squad that he has, it's not a, a, a fantastic squad. It's not a squad you're going to say you're massively over-impressed with. But they're getting results and getting wins. That confidence in that team is growing. And they're getting stronger and stronger as the season goes on. And first time in the semi-final in the history of the club uh, when, with that win at Everton. And it really is great to see. And Marco Silva's done a fantastic job under the circumstances. That's got to give him a huge boost too, making that history. Like as a former player, did that ever, was that something that you paid attention to or cared about doing something for the first time for the club that you were wearing the crest on, on your chest? I wouldn't say you paid attention to it. I think you just take the game as it is. Like it's an opportunity to get into the semifinals of a cup competition. That's what you focused on the most. And then once you find out after it's the first yeah. time in club's history, it's like, okay, that's nice. Mm -hmm. But for it was just getting to that final. Yeah, you don't go into games thinking of records and, and numbers. It, it's, it's straight away after the game. When you yeah. hear that, you know, we've done it, then it's a proud moment. But it's something you don't go into the games thinking. I also, what I love about speaking of the coach, just someone who, especially in the post game, he was like, yeah, what we try to do is switch sides as fast as possible, pass the ball from left to right as quickly as possible. They're playing in the low block. You want to get them out of shape. We found that moment. Then in the second half, they came in. They caused a lot of problems. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. He's actually talking to us. It's not just coach speak. I'm like, I must, his players must love playing for him because he's just like very direct. Here's exactly what we're trying to do. And we're going to go, we're going to try to do this and hopefully we get the opportunity. Do you know the crazy thing is I saw them play in a preseason Premier League thing in, in Orlando because I went to visit some of my friends at Aston Villa and I was not impressed. I actually, really? from that game, I was like, oh, Fulham are going to struggle this year. And I think most people had that same belief at the start of the season. But how they've just grown in confidence and belief and, and the style of play and credit to, to Marco Silva because he hasn't really changed from his style of play from when he was at Watford. He was always very aggressive, front foot. Didn't really pay too much attention to defending. But I must say now, defensively, he has put a bit more emphasis on being able to be balanced as a team, where he does pay attention to their defensive side of the game. But um, do you think he's underrated? Uh, the case is still out. I want to see him get to at least a final and see how the team plays in that situation, especially Fulham. Fulham being the prototypical yo-yo club. Mm -hmm. I remember a few years ago, they were just kept going up and down, up and down between the championship and, uh, and the Premier League. So for me, can this obviously Marco Silva's clearly settled the team, right? Now what happens? Can you get them to that next level? Can you get them to a but conference? You say that, but then again, to get them to that next level, you're going to have to take him. But why, one second, Nigel, you think he's overrated? I think he's underrated. I, I really do. I well, think I, that if he gets a, a, a bigger job, I think he'll be capable to, to achieve a, loads of good stuff. You don't what? think if it's he's better backed, to make Fulham that bigger job yeah, as opposed to go out and get Fulham's, a bigger job? Listen, Fulham's always a big club. You know, for our American audience, I'm just going to say <laughs> this, that before Chelsea had money, 
They were all Fulham fans, and all of a sudden, all of them started to go hey, to Chelsea. Don't forget, Clint Dempsey was out there. Hey, Fulham's a good club. I think Marcus, I think he's at the place that he should be. I think if he goes to a bigger club now, it, you know, you don't have a lot of time there. He has time to almost do what he wants with this team. And we see if you're going to a place like Everton and getting a result like that, he's doing something right. Yeah, and, and Alexis, to your point, why not make Fulham yeah. a bigger job and make that where you're attracting all of the eyeballs? So. I, what does success then look like for Fulham this oh, season? If, what, if they could win or has it already been a successful season? If they I think can if they the can win this competition, get, get to the final, win get this competition. Yeah. It's, it's get to the final and play. Play. Enough. Win. play well. Win. We don't do party yeah, you win. trophy. You want to win, but get Fulham to get final. into the final. Fulham it's get into a final is unbelievable. <laughs> get we, to the final. We agree over here. You can agree. Don't be throwing shade at just me. Look at your compatriot. I don't want to get to the final and get, oh, well done, you got to the final. No, I'll come to the final. Nobody does. Nobody does, but that's successful for them. But they could still win it. Like, there's a chance. There's an opportunity to win it. Of course, but every Fulham fan will be happy with them seeing a final, having a day out at Wembley. And a top 10 finish perhaps in the Premier League, they currently sit in 11th at the moment. Uh, would that be an ex- expectation that you would have given what you've seen? Listen, it's, it's all to the individual. That for me is nah, If I get to the final, I want to win this. All right. I'm, I'm taking everything. All right. Well, it's all gonna the be, cake. It'll be a difficult road because there are some really quality sides still left. The question is, how much does this competition matter to some of the better teams still remaining? Liverpool being one of them, they take on West Ham coming up later on today. Uh, what are your expectations for that matchup? How serious do you think West Ham is taking this? Very. Yeah. I'll tell you this now, West very. Ham. West Ham are taking it very seriously. Liverpool, for me, will be concentrating more on the Europa League and the Premier League title mm-hmm. race. I wouldn't be surprised if Jurgen Klopp gives a bit more of a mix of a team. I don't think he'll go too young because it's West Ham. He'll show them respect. But I will expect to see some of their youngsters on the fringes of playing first team, starting in this, in this game to give them experience. But West Ham, I can see them going very seriously. They'll want to win another competition. West Ham fans want to win things. No, especially nice. when they can rub it in the face. They're in Europe. Fans. Don't forget, they're, they're in, in Europe. Europe. I know, but they'll want to win and this competition. Stretched. Realistically, if you look at this competition, as a manager, you're going to have to change sometime. Be like, you know what? We've got a good chance of winning this. So like you said, a final. Enjoy your day. But West Ham would want to win this competition. Well, what are your expectations for Liverpool? Because as you mentioned, they are second in the Premier League at the moment. They're competing in Europa League. And they've also got Arsenal coming up this weekend with a chance to really keep pace at the top of the table, a chance to surpass Arsenal after not being able to do so the last uh, match day in the Premier League. What kind of challenge do they present to West Ham? Or do you think that West Ham have a good chance given that Liverpool's just got so much going on at the moment. As an Arsenal fan, I want Liverpool yeah. to start all their best players. <laughs> <laughs> Gas exactly. them. Yeah. Can we get this 120 minutes? Is you're that gonna, possible? <laughs> you're going to see a mixed, you, you will see a mixed Liverpool side. Yeah. But this is Liverpool. FC. They, there's no game they can take off. They, they have to take this game serious. Their, their t- fans will accept nothing less. They'll take it more serious because it's West Ham. Because it's another Premier League rival. And again, it's, it's an opportunity to get into the semis. And they want to win things. And it's just the beauty of the conversation we had earlier in the week. This is what cup competition does. And when these big clubs get to these kind of moments, they do play their best players. But they have the luxury of the talent and the academy system where some games, they can bring some of the next generation of superstars we're going to see. But I think for Liverpool, the priority is the Premier League and the Europa League. Because they win the Europa League, again, it's another opportunity to get into the Champions League for next season. And it's also the Premier League race right now is very serious. So I would expect to see a mixed side, but they will be taking it serious. Jurgen Klopp will let the youngsters who get the opportunity to play like this is a big moment. And for a youngster, what could be best? You're playing West Ham in a League's Cup quarterfinals. It's a great opportunity to put yourself on the window. All right, predictions, each of you, before we go to break? It's 2-1 Liverpool. Oh, God. Um, (laughs) I'll say Liverpool and penalties. 
penalties have been the uh, name of the game so far. 3-1 West Ham. All right. He's got to say that. He says that like, no, like he's playing that. for the club or something. Get hammered. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't want to get hammered. Bars. Said he didn't have it. Said he didn't have it. He still got it. Bars. <laughs> All right. We will take a quick break here on Morning Footy. When we come back, we are talking some Bundesliga action. Don't go Oof. anywhere. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month, So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to Morning Footy. Here is a look at some of Tuesday's Bundesliga results. Hoffenheim and Darmstadt drawing 3-3. Werder Bremen and RB Leipzig also drawing in uh, a bunch of draws yesterday in the Bundesliga. 1-1, as did Borussia Dortmund against Mainz. Kind of a surprising one there as uh, Dortmund, uh, the much better side, and Mainz sitting just above the relegation zone. And for Dortmund, we did get a chance to see Gio Reyna in that matchup. Here's a look at the goals in this game. And that one was a beaut. Brandt, who is uh, the one that Gio Reyna is looking to try and compete for some minutes with. He knew he did it too. He knew. As a goal scorer, you just know when it feels good coming off the foot, right? right? Just feels right. A little bit of manipulation on that ball, just looking for the valve and gets it up and down. It's a great finish. And this has been Dortmund's problem uh, in uh, Bundesliga right now, conceding goals. It was a bit of a England, well, end up getting over the line from the first initial header. But it's just those defensive lapses is the best way to put it. Clearly over the line. They get their equaliser. Yeah, and that's just tough. Is that the, who do you blame in that situation? Just probably, you'd have to bring in your defenders. You know, it's about being organised. When it comes to set pieces like that, you want your defenders to always be organised and be aggressive to attack the ball. You have to be aggressive. You have to have defenders that are willing to be aggressive to go and make contact with that first header. Also being aware of the man that they're marking, but make sure your focus is going to attack that ball. But when you're not as organised or, you know, well um, trained in those situations, mistakes like that will happen. Especially against mines where you know dead ball is where they're going to try to score. They're, mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to keep up with the Dortmund. I think they only had 11 shots total to 22 for Dortmund. And if you're Dortmund, you've got to find a way to be a bit more clinical, which is why I think Giorena should maybe be getting more minutes, especially with Adeyemi out. I mean... Well, that's a yeah. problem, though. He, who, who, that's, who you, sorry. No, no, he, he did get into the game, and he yeah. did have a goal. It was just called back for offside. So here's a, a look at that. Because VAR hates us, bro. There we go. set piece again. <laughs> so as you can see. There you can see. Clearly I mean, offside. He is offside for sure. I mean, there's nothing you can do. It's a nice little header, you know, Gio Reyna. And we, we talked about him again, and there's never been a question about the talent, the ability that this young lad has. But he needs to play games. It has to be a point now. He takes it on himself to play games. His biggest well, competition in that team is Brandt, the guy who scored the goal. He could play other positions, though. And we've, we've talked about Giorena before. 
he gets in the game, he does something. He scored goals last season when he was getting uh, in as a sub. Doesn't get a start the next match. He does, he's not getting any minutes this season. Now he's starting to get little, little bit drips of minutes. He's obviously doing things. He's being, he's being aggressive. He's trying to score goals. He's getting in the right positions. Yes, he was offside there. But he's doing those things and still can't get a start. But, what is going on behind the scenes? Well, there's, I mean, it's, sometimes it's whether it's behind the scenes or it's a, a coaching or manager situation where – is it he's more impactful as a sub than he is as a starter? We see and then, uh, what point would you say, Bradley, as a player, as a striker or an attacking player, would you want that tag to say, you know what, nope. I have more impact as a super sub? If not, then you're going to have to say what? You're going to move, right? Yeah, I, I would want to get out of there. I don't want to be known as an impact sub. Listen, you're saying that he's mm. doing this every week. He's coming on, having an impact. He just has to do it more. That's football. Sometimes you come on, you get your goal. Sometimes you come on, you play well. You have to do it consistently. And then he has to force himself into the team. Right now, he's not. So it can't be what's going on behind the scenes. Maybe it's just not good enough at the moment. Maybe how, people are outplaying him. How much does that label affect a player? Because right now, you look at Ricardo Pepe with PSV and the Eredivisie. He's playing behind one of the most informed players Different in Luke situation. de Young. Different situation, though. He's First of all, Luke de Young is the captain of that team. He came in looking to step up to show he can be at that level. And part of that is fighting to get minutes. And when you come in, be an impact. He's doing that for Ricardo Pepe. He's literally following the agenda that was placed in front of him, uh, right, for the level he's at. For Gio Reyna, you're the man. That. Yeah. You, you showed in the Nations League you're the guy when it comes to the U.S. You're able to pull the strings. You're able to get uh, Falaron Balligan open into spots, put, get big creative chances, create big opportunities for scoring. Now, all of a sudden, you go back to your but, team. Last season, he came in, I, I forget, but it might have been two or three times he came in as a sub, scored each time, and couldn't get a start. To me, that means there's something more. But, if you're doing that, what you said, come in, make an impact, score goals. If you're doing that and you're still not getting the opportunity, there's got to be something that we don't know. Yeah, but Alexis, didn't the USA manager say as well that Reina is better off coming on as a sub, as an impact player, than really... At the World Cup, he did, right? Saying he's coming on as a sub, he's better than there's a lot. There's a lot there. If that's the case, though, he needs to lose that tag. He, he needs yeah. to lose that tag. He's got way too much talent to just be coming off the bench. Uh, oh. The success of the U.S. men's national team, to me, especially with some very big competitions coming up, is very dependent on how much of a role Gio Reyna has in this team. Yeah, but yeah, the reality is facts. his biggest competition in, in Dortmund right now is Brandt. And Brandt is playing sensational Champions League and domestically. He's scoring goals and creating goals. There's nothing wrong with being a, a super sub-impact player. One of the greatest players that we saw uh, was an impact sub-player was um, Scholzka. Ole Gunnar Scholzka. Man, he, wasn't, he knew his role at Manchester United. But you United. asked him, did he like that? I bet you didn't. I, I guarantee he probably didn't, but he still embraced it. Yeah. And he, he scored goals and he's historically mm. legendary in the Premier League and at Manchester United. So I think for me that you have to look at the reality of it and you put your coaching hat on. Let's be real. If you see Jorana Moore as an impact player, you're going to keep him in that mindset yeah. as a manager. There's a reason why yeah, that, like, that they still use him in that set. Then, then when they give him an opportunity, they're looking to say, right, take your opportunity. And he doesn't. You're like, no, you're going to be coming on. Gio Reyna and the U.S. Men's National Team need Gio Reyna to find a team yeah. where his impact is seen as being a starter. Yeah. And I think that that is something we can all agree upon. And it's just something that he's struggled to find in his young career. And the injuries have not helped either. But let's take a look at some of the Wednesday matchups coming up in the Bundesliga because there are some big ones. Bayer Leverkusen will look to continue their incredible run. No losses yet in Bundesliga action. They'll take on Bochum today at 2.30 p.m. Eastern. Bayer Munich taking on Wolfsburg on the road, 2.30 p.m. Eastern, trying to keep pace with Bayer Leverkusen at the top. 
Eintracht Frankfurt taking on Munchen Gladbach. Uh, all of these matches kicking off at 2.30 p.m. Eastern and all streaming on ESPN+. Which one are you all most looking forward to in uh, Bundesliga action? I would probably say uh, Bayern uh, on the road. They got to keep uh, they got to keep the pace that Bayern Leverkusen has on them right now. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's a game in hand, so it's not as as uh, big a gap as it looks. But can Bayern continue to do this? They defensively, they looked a little shaky at, at times on the road. Maybe that stings them. I doubt it. They and they've got, got a game in hand, balling. which helps. Yeah. I would say Bayern, though, just because I know they're always going to get goals. Mm-hmm. When I'm watching football, it's just the eye test for me. I need to see excitement. I need to see goals. Obviously, Harry Kane, ball are playing, playing unbelievable right unbelievable. now. Unbelievable. So that's a game I want to watch. Hey, eye test. Sexy football. Nah, Leverkusen. <laughs> Give me Leverkusen all yeah. day long. Hey, they play I sexy want as well. <laughs> sexy football. They are, for me, sensational. Breath of fresh air in the Bundesliga. How they're playing is, is more interesting to me than Bayern Munich. I think Bayern Munich, for me, have historically been that club. You know, a lot of people, a lot of German fans complain that, you know, they get the best players. They go and spend that money on Harry Kane. But mm-hmm. what Leverkusen have done with the players that they have and the style of football, the appeal, that as a neutral, you're just like, yeah, this is just something new. It's something fresh. Give me Leverkusen yeah. all day long. But Love if you it. like goals, Bundesliga has by far been uh, the place to go and you don't need to look further than the top two teams in the Bundesliga. Most goals, those two teams of the top five leagues this season, both of those teams occupying first and second place, and their go-to guys have, have really stepped it up. Harry Kane for Bayern Munich and Victor Boniface for Bayer Leverkusen. So my question to each of you is, who are you building your team around if, you, uh, if you're putting our manager hats on and, and trying to uh, play that game? It's not, uh, uh, it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. It's not easy. Okay. I'm looking at Harry Kane. Okay. Just as an all-round player. Right. Like what you could do with Harry Kane. He, he can come feet. He can play that, that nine and a half role. He can be there. Just a number nine. He's got so much so much to his game. But if you're looking at age, it's got to be on both That's, that's, that's the, the only one reason thing. there is the a age. question. Because if you're starting to build a team right now, you better hope you win in the next three years. Yeah, exactly. Because Harry Kane ain't getting any younger. What's Harry Kane now, 30? Yeah, 31, right? Hey, that's but so listen, old. And Boniface, on the older, other hand, 22 years 22. old. And he's, he's one of his fifth straight rookie of his the month tendons award. are still fresh. <laughs> you know the older you get, the more better it is. It's like fine wine. <laughs> Harry Kane is that fine wine striker. Listen, Victor Boniface, loving to bits. If we're talking about both at their prime, you know, uh, to my West African brother, I love you, but I'll have to go Harry Kane. Yeah. Harry Kane for me is one of both the best. Both in their prime, you're saying? Huh? Both, both in, in their prime. prime. No, yeah. both I'm not going to do now, age now. Both in their prime. Today. Like, if you're going to build Today. a team, they both have to be Harry in their prime. Harry Kane is 30, by the way. Um, look, the true answer is Harry Kane. Yeah. It's an easy answer, and it's exactly what Bradley, uh, Bradley Ray Phillips just said. Bradley? Yeah, yeah, you have too many names. Honestly, both of you. What is it with the three names? You both sound like law. <laughs> all, all three of us are uh, <laughs> Yeah, all three of you. <laughs> What's your middle name? Um, Leonardo. Alexis Leonardo, Leonardo. Guerreros. Um, it's a mouthful. Which one, right? It sounds like an interior design firm. Uh, what should we call it? What, you obviously want to build around Harry Kane. Not only can he score you the goals, but he proved when he was at Tottenham, which I didn't think he had it in his locker, that he could also be the assist leader. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he is absolutely a key, he's a key cog See, in, that, in your front three. That's the thing. Boniface is having a great time now, but he needs, he needs to do that consistently for a good four or five years of getting 30-plus goals a season. Harry Kane's already done that and proven that. And I like Harry Kane because he's a traditional number nine. He can score goals in the box, yeah. outside the box, knows how to score with just caressing the ball into the back of the Wait, net. He I'm actually going to change my it. answer, actually. I'm going to go with Boniface, and I'll, for one reason and one reason only, Harry Kane wears Skechers. Can't have that. <laughs> I can't have that in my squad, you feel me? <laughs> <laughs> Alexis is like, okay, no, that's a dub, right? That's comes a, first the New York dub. And then, yeah. 
the actual on-field nah, play. I can't have you walking into this. <laughs> Forget the, about right. Billy. Well, hey, this, is, is this has been a yeah. great little warm-up uh, for making your case because that is a game that we're going to play next coming up here on Morning Footy. Don't go anywhere. Can't be wearing schedule. <laughs> It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.